You're listening to Panthers on Tap. I'm Curtis Round, joined by Bryson Carbley. We're just two fans sharing a love for the game and Carolina Panthers football. So join us, crack open a cold one, some bubbly, a little wine, some scotch. We don't care whatever makes you sleep better at night. Before we dive into the episode, a little self-promotion. Stop what you're doing. Go give us a follow on Twitter at Panthers on Tap. Join the discussion on our Facebook group, Panthers on Tap. We have our 2,500 members. You can listen to us wherever you get your podcast. Just search Panthers on Tap. Panthers fans, we really hope you guys had a great Christmas, great holiday. We're getting ever so close to the new year. Thank goodness we're almost done with 2021. And yeah, it's it's been a pretty pitiful year for these Panthers. Five and nine on the year. Got blown out this past weekend to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 32 to six. Just a frustrating loss altogether and really just caps off a really crummy December for the Panthers. Bryson, just initial thoughts on the game. What'd you see? I mean, there wasn't a whole hell of a lot to be <laughs> any positive out of that game. No, and uh, the sad part is uh, you said five and nine. We're actually five and ten. So uh, not a <laughs> even worse of a start to the year than what you mentioned. But, um, yeah, the game, it, you know, it was a 32 to six game. They got blown out in every facet. Uh, I thought they started well, which, you know, the Panthers seem to do every game is start well. I think they have one of the best point differentials in the first quarter in the NFL, and then they just can't play for three other quarters. So um, they – two QB system they were running. Obviously I didn't like, um, it's just hard for a quarterback to get rhythm, uh, in, in a game when you're running, running it like that. And, um, I think that, you know, just play one and stick with one. Obviously I, I prefer Cam Newton. I think he's a better quarterback in general than Sam Darnold is, but, mm-hmm. um, we'll get into who they're starting next week later, but, uh, you know, I just thought it was, it, I, I really didn't expect, the Panthers to be competitive in this game and they weren't. And um, it was just kind of what I expected at this point in the season with this coaching staff and the way things have been going. So I really don't have much to say about it. It's disappointing. The season's been disappointing and um, I'm hoping, um, which I don't think is going to happen, but I'm hoping that the Panthers decide to move on uh, from this coaching staff. But uh, it seems like we're going to get another year of Matt rule and maybe get a new offensive coordinator in but we'll see yeah i apologize i get they lose so many damn games i lost track of what the hell the record was so uh <laughs> yeah it's sad man yeah it's it's the same old shit it seems like this this team just can't figure it out right now which really really sucks yeah. um but you you kind of already led into the 2qb system um but it just they brought in cam and they brought in Sam after Cam threw a pick. Um, we talked about this last the last time we recorded, which was a couple of weeks ago. We didn't record the week of Christmas. But if you're going to – you either start one or the other. And then if you're going to bring a guy in, just start keep going with them. The flip-flopping back and forth does not work. Yeah. Um, it hasn't ever worked in the NFL. And every team that's tried it has failed. The Saints, they run a little bit different. It's obviously a little bit different team with Taysom Hill when Drew Brees was there. So you kind of saw that a little bit. But even when they did bring in Taysom, I remember watching games and you're like, why that? Like Drew Brees would throw like, you know, he'd get a real a decent game. They bring in Taysom and then, you know, they're running it. At least yeah. when they start first started that system. And it sometimes it worked. It would 
create a spark, but most of the time I feel like it just took the offense off rhythm. Yeah. And I've always felt, I mean, this was before they even done any or even thought of this two QBs. It's just, it does not work. No. So ever. And it's so frustrating. And Matt rule uses the excuse of this is kind of where we're at, but you just, just start one over the other. I, I don't like the back and forth. It's, I mean, I get it. If a guy's struggling in the game and you want to go with a different hand, but then stick with that hand. Don't go back and forth. You just. Yeah. And that wasn't even the, the case though. I mean, Cam didn't one interception and I mean, the first drive of the game, they drove down and scored a touchdown. He, he, uh, I believe he rushed for a touchdown. Well, I think that's what happened. Oh no, no. They didn't score a touchdown, did they? No, they had. No, those, it was a field goal. Yeah, they had a field yeah. goal, and then I don't know what I'm thinking, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, they, they did drive down the first drive of the game and just yeah. came out of there with a field goal. So, um, I thought Camden had a couple good passes, and even that one deep pass he had to Robbie, with probably like 60, 60 yards in the air, Robbie like stopped running midway through the route, and then like tried to speed up to the ball and catch it, but Cam Newton overthrew Robbie Anderson, which is something that you don't see a lot of, especially. Um, lately from our quarterback. So, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I don't think there's any question with Cam Newton's arm strength or anything, but obviously he's not the same quarterback he, he used to be. I think that we've seen enough to, to say that, but his offensive line definitely hasn't been doing him any favors. Um, yeah, he seven hasn't, sacks he, this past game. Yeah, he hasn't had Christian McCaffrey. Chuba Hubbard is awful. I hate Chuba Hubbard so much. I do not want him on my team. I hate when he touches the ball. Um, he's bad. Amir Abdullah is decent, but obviously he's in a Christian McCaffrey. And then, you know, the wide receivers haven't really been playing up to par um, as a whole. So I just think, you know, I I would prefer – and I'm biased as, as well, obviously, but I, I would prefer Cam Newton to have a fair chance with a decent – you know, make some moves in the offseason, bring in some offensive linemen. I, I like Christensen at left tackle. Bring in some guards. Bring in yeah, Chris, Christensen looked good. I thought. Yeah. I mean, there was there was a couple of plays where he really he got blown up. Um, yeah, but you, I mean, that's what you expect. That's, well, that's yeah. A, I mean, it's growing. Yeah. I mean, the guy's the a second start. Going to yeah. make mistakes. You'd rather see a guy like that who has potential become a really good, you know, offensive lineman in this league over a guy who's been injured majority of his career and has failed really everywhere he's went. Yeah. Like, exactly. let's see the growth, and hopefully. COVID and injuries is going to force Matt rule to play him there. Mm-hmm. I would hope so this weekend. Cause I would like to see him two, three, four games in at left tackle and see where he's at. Cause I think he's got potential. And I honestly think he could be the left tackle. If, if he progresses and continues, I know his PFF grade looked pretty decent, but those PFF grades, I don't know. I don't, it's funny because a lot of people use them and I get it because they're PFFs, what the only one who tracks offense alignment statistically. Yeah. I mean, it's a baseline. Side. It's just a baseline. Like, uh, I mean, their, their grades aren't perfect. And some grades, of them are whack, man. Yeah. They're fucking crazy. I mean, they don't take everything into consideration and their grades aren't perfect, but it's just a baseline to be able to say like from game to game, how these offensive linemen are performing and Christensen, probably had the best game from any left tackle that we've had out there all season. So well, yeah, all you got to do is watch the game. I mean, you don't need, I mean, you can tell yeah. one or the other, if the guy was doing all right or holding his own. Exactly. I guess that was one of the bright spots. I, I watched him a lot this weekend when they were on the field, I literally just zoned in and watched him block the whole fucking time. Cause I wanted to see how he was going to do. And for the most part, I thought he held up. Going back to the QB thing, though, I think the only reason why it worked in Arizona 
was it was just something new as teams weren't seeing from Carolina. And obviously, Cam, I mean, Cam Newton's first game back, at, at just the energy and shit too. But that that two QB shit is just – it's not sustainable in the league. And teams should use the Panthers to never use it. Even the, the Colts do it sometimes too. Don't they bring in Brissett and shit like that? Uh, or they used to back yeah. – like a couple years ago, I think they did, where they yeah. would bring him in. It's just like, dude, just – I don't get it, man. If the fans can see that the shit ain't working, why are they trying it? But let's let's go to the some of the chance in the game because that was a big talker after Sunday's loss. And there was two chance. I didn't get to go to the game. You weren't there either. But they had the fire mat, the fire rule chance. I don't know exactly if that's what it was, word for word. And then they also, when Sam Darnold came out on the field, which I believe was in end of the first quarter, early second quarter. Don't quote yeah. me on that, but he came in early. He was booed. Um, I'll start here. I'll start with rule and then you can take it, take it from here. I honestly don't have a problem with it. I, we, as fans pay for the seats, we can chant whatever the hell we want sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes fans get carried away. I'm not saying in this instance, but like I've seen in Philly before they're like booing after every like fourth down and they don't go for it. That gets annoying to me. I mean, it is what it is, but that, I mean, that's where I think shit gets out of hand, but I don't have a, I don't have a problem fans booing and holding or uh, chanting and booing to hold people accountable. Um, what were your thoughts on rule? Yeah, I'm the same as you. I think that if you don't want to get booed, then play well. Like it's the whole reason the NFL exists is because of the fans and without the fans, there'd be no NFL and Matt Rule wouldn't be getting paid, and Robbie Anderson wouldn't be getting paid, and Sam Darnold wouldn't be getting paid. So um, if the fans are unhappy, then they have the right to express themselves in that way and booing when Sam Darnold comes to the field because we've seen Sam Darnold play throughout this whole entire season, and he sucks. He is not good, and we did not want to see him again. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, of course, the players are, are going to defend and stick up for each other, but – um, Robbie Anderson is the same one that was on the side sideline throwing his helmet, yelling at him and cussing at Sam Darnold because he wouldn't throw him the ball or could, wouldn't didn't see him when he got open. So uh, I think booing is a lot less harsh than yelling in his face like Robbie Anderson did. So um, to 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 say something like that, I just you know I I kind of get it from their standpoint, but really like they have no leg to stand on. The the fans are the reason this game exists and is so popular. So. Um, if they're unhappy, then they have the right to express that. Yeah, I, I mean, I get where Robbie's coming. I'm, I, uh, you would expect a, pl- a player in the locker room to defend his quarterback. So that it is what it is. But I, I guess the only thing I agreed with Robbie is if you're going to boo Sam, don't be cheering when he throws a sixty-yard pass. Like if you're going to boo him, are you going to yeah. support him? You're not going to support him. Just That's one fair. way or the other. I that that was the only thing I. And think of otherwise i don't have a problem with it is it, it is what it is like you said you ain't winning games consistently yeah. like two years now like that's that's time where fans can say it's you guys need to do something here this shit ain't working and that's kind of the only way you can as fans besides uh our boy panthers culture putting a billboard outside <laughs> big america stadium so yep. it is what it is man i i don't i don't see an issue with it Bryson, you talked about it. You kind of revealed your answer already, but that's fine. We'll we'll discuss it in detail here. Cam Newton, it, uh, 
Matt Rule came out today, said Sam Darnold's going to be the starter. I'm not that surprised, but I just want to know your thoughts on Cam. Has he seen his last snaps as a Panther, as a starter, barring something with COVID happening? You think he's done? Do you think they bring him back? We'll start with that. We'll start with the last snaps as a Panther. Do you think this is it for him? Um, I, I think so probably, unfortunately. Um, I think that the reason that they're bringing Darnold in and letting him play is to either one kind of build some momentum to go into next season or build his, uh, trade stock for other teams to to say hey like he came in the last three games of the season and was playing good like give us a sixth round pick or or take his salary or or whatever but yeah. um, I under I understand I guess why Sam Darnold's starting I don't agree with it but um you know I think if your goal is to win games in the NFL and get to the playoffs I just I, I'll die on the hill that Cam Newton's gonna give you a better chance than Sam Darnold to win a game um every time. And I think that, like I said earlier, if they get a, they sign some offensive linemen and Christian McCaffrey's back healthy and he can stay healthy, which is a big if, but um, I think that, you know, Cam Newton can win games in Carolina still. And the defense figures out what's going on with it, with themselves. Uh, I think that this team could win games, but I don't know if going into next season, if we have the same head coach and maybe a new offensive coordinator, and Sam Darnold playing quarterback. I don't think this team's going to win very many games again next year. And we're going to be in the same position, maybe uh, picking number one overall, drafting Bryce Young in 2023. So uh, we'll see, I guess. But, you know, um, I'm just not excited to watch Sam Darnold play quarterback anymore. Yeah. And do you think he deserves – do you think Newton deserves a shot for a third – I guess you would say is his third shot with Carolina. I mean, I – it would be a two continued maybe. Um, I mean, so, yeah, he, he came in towards the end of the season, had to learn a whole new playbook, played behind the worst offensive line in the league, and he scored touchdowns. He's thrown touchdowns. He's ran for touchdowns. Um, he, I mean, he's thrown interceptions as well, but he's played better than Donald has, I think, for the most part. And I think, like I said, you, you sign some players and you get – some people around him get Christian McCaffrey back. I think that he he does deserve another chance in Carolina. Um, I think most of the fans would agree with that as well. Yeah, I think looking at it, I mean, I had shit written down, but I'll just go off the cuff. I I I don't think either of these guys got it. I don't think Sam is the answer, and I don't think Cam is the long term answer either. No, I, I maybe don't think he's a bridge, answer, but... maybe the bridge quarterback. But Cam is just – he hasn't been good. And I get why they're starting Sam. I I honestly thought this could happen. I I didn't think Sam would be healthy enough to come back already. We talked about a few weeks ago. And I texted you when they said Sam was – I think it was activated this weekend. I'm shocked that Sam was healthy enough to come back. I didn't think he was going to be able to come back this season at all. Um, So I was wrong there, but – I just think, you know, the, the Cardinals game, I mean, that was like a Hollywood movie. It really was yeah. that you could not script that any better for Cam, a chapter in Cam Newton's book. You could not. It was incredible. It really was. And it gave a lot of us excitement. And then after that, 
besides the Washington game, Cam Cam's, I mean, Cam has still got to run the ball. The fucker can run as a quarterback. There is no yeah. doubt about it. And he can make some throws, but he is not the same. He, a lot of his throws are, even when he's got a clean pocket, they're high. I mean, guys are climbing the ladder to get shit. Um, and I know he's had an issue with that really all of his career, but I just, I, I just don't think any of these guys are the answer. And it's, well, you know, I- Go ahead. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think either of them are the long term answer either. But if we have to roll with a veteran quarterback next year and draft a rookie, I would rather watch Cam Newton play than Sam Darnold play. But the Panthers screwed themselves though because they have Sam under contract, so it's hard yeah. to keep Cam and somehow the, find a way to get rid of Sam. It, that's the shitty part about like they fuck themselves by this fifth year option because the Cam that was the stupidest st- move ever signing Cam is you can't have Darnold making 19 mil and then sign Cam to another whatever whatever he's going to want, which yeah. I don't think he deserves. To, I mean, I don't think Darnold deserves 18 or whatever they're giving him next year. And I don't think Cam's really worth that, to be totally honest with you. I think, those. I mean, both those guys should be making all 15 and Darnold should be lower than that. Like, yeah. So, that I mean, that, it's just so tough because I get it. I get I understand why people want to see Cam the rest of the way just to ride it out. But I can, I understand why Carolina's doing this with Darnold. They need to see fully. The guy didn't play a full season. And I, me and you both, we, we have our opinion already on Sam Darnold that he is not it in the NFL. He's not going to work out. But I think this team needs to see that all the way through this season. One, like you said, to either – bring him back as the bridge quarterback because they did sign him and they're kind of screwed with that signing or they trade him away, which I mean, that could happen. I feel like this is a showcase for him to see, yeah. to show the league what he really can do. Um, and then I just, put, I, to, go ahead. I was just going to say, I would really, really like to know whose decision it was to pick up that fifth year option before watching him play a game in Carolina. Um, I, would, I wonder if it was Matt Rule's decision or if it was Scott Fitters or if it was both of them together. But that was one of the most irresponsible things that this coaching staff and GM has done in a long time um, to, to guarantee Sam Darnold that contract without seeing him play a game in a Panthers jersey. Was, and was it Samir? Was it like, hey, this is a like money wise, this is going to help us out in the long run? Yeah, I, I think that whoever it was deserves to be fired because of that decision. Uh, it was a terrible, terrible decision. I mean, just, just think if he wasn't under contract next year, I mean, the Panthers have a clean slate at quarterback. They could do. Well, yeah. And they, and they made the same mistake with Teddy. Why make it? Exactly. Yes. Like you're pay, you're paying the Broncos right now for Teddy Bridgewater to play. Yeah. Who's so, out playing both Cam Newton and uh, Sam Darnold. So. I would. And I hope if there is an end of season presser, I hope they grill fitter on that. Because it's, yeah. you know, Matt's going to, if Matt's back, he's going to push those questions off because it's money to fitter. Yeah. Someone, one of the reporters, if any of them are listening now or anyone hears this over the next few days, they need to ask that damn question in the off season. And yeah, they can't use the excuse. Well, this, uh, we don't talk about players anymore that aren't a team or whatever else they need. They need to put feet to the fire on that and ask fitter. Who the hell made the decision and why was it made so damn early? Why didn't they do give a one-year trial run with this? Because 
they banked a lot on Sam Darnold. I mean, that Matt Rule jeopardized his coaching career with the Sam Darnold move. And we yeah. talked about that before the season. This is going to either make or break him as a coach. Yep. And right now it's clearly breaking him because, man, he's just – well, something Sam talked about today too. Sorry to go on this tangent. And this has been talked – this was talked about in the offseason that he – he noticed while he wasn't playing and injured that his feet, his footwork, he gets what skittish in the pockets, jumping around and he makes inaccurate throws and they're not in the right place. And the velocity's down. And then he's saying, he realizes that now after sitting injured, that was his problem all along. So what yeah, hell? that's what they started working with him on. As soon as he got here, was it they, uh, Sean Ryan and Matt rule we're saying well, clearly we're starting, it's not clicking. We're starting I mean, from the bottom up. We're working on his feet working and we're working our way up. And uh, again, I, another excuse for him. Uh, yeah. I was uh, looking at tape when I was hurt and wow, it just clicked. Wow. It's, it's my feet. Um, maybe if I don't get jittery feet in the pocket, I'll be able to throw an accurate, accurate ball. Yeah. And, that shit doesn't happen uh, overnight. Yeah. It, it, well, it you can work. lead a horse to water. You can't make them drink. Those coaches, they can coach that all they want. If it ain't clicking with him, it's not clicking. Like, yeah, but let's also let's also run the numbers on these coaches and say Teddy Bridgewater wasn't playing well under them. Uh, Sam Darnold isn't playing well under them. Cam Newton isn't playing well under them. At some point, you got to stop pointing the finger at the players and you got to start pointing the finger. Well, at there, yourself. there's two. I would say there's two common factors in everything you just mentioned. Coaching was consistent. Coaching hasn't changed in what you just said. The offensive line hasn't changed. Yeah, that's fair. And could that save Matt rule if they get another year? I don't know, because then there's still, I mean, you still run the question, are they going to draft a quarterback? Do they stick with Sam? Do they bring cam back? I mean, there's a lot of unknowns, but so <laughs> neglecting this offensive line <laughs> is yeah. another big issue that this. So I have a question for you uh, because you, you are one of the few people who thinks Matt rule yes. um, should, should get a chance next year. And, and you said before on Twitter, what makes you think that Matt Rule is going to be a good coach? So I'm going off of what he's done in the past, and I've said this on Twitter. I think to bring a guy in who has turned around programs in three years and to not see him through on three years is foolish to me. That's number one. Number two I think the situation Carolina was in, and I've said this before when he came in, they were bottom of the barrel, this team. They were not very good, and I get it. He made the decision to cut Cam. But take that out of there. This team lost a lot when Matt Rule came in, a shit ton, like majority of their captains. I think there was one left, and it might have been zero. Cam Newton, Greg Olson, Luke Keekley. That's just the name. And those are key. I mean, those are key guys on both sides of the ball. They lost a shit time. And then you look at what the situation was when rule came in one year COVID. I really don't count that season for him this year, which he has not showed a lot of progression. He's shown regression. That, I wouldn't say, I would say regression offensively, defensively, they progressed. So there's that. And I think that, I get it. This defense has been slipping these past, what, four, uh, probably five, six games of the season. Um, but I think the defense has showed enough promise. 
And, and that's what Matt Rule has invested in heavily. So to see that and to see – I would like to see him through to see what he does offensively when he invests a shit ton. And he has in the quarterback position has failed. But I think – with Fitter coming in and him, I think they could make a good. I think they could make a good tandem on this on this next QB. And I know that's odds are against him right now, but I feel like giving him a third year would let us see this through. Because I mean, he did it at Temple, he did it at Baylor. Why not see the third year through? And I just think, based off of what he's done defensively so far. And what he could do offensively, I think it's he's worth another shot. I, I really do. Okay. Well, I, I, I don't necessarily disagree that firing him before the three years um, could could be foolish, I guess. Um, I just feel like um, – I think I speak for a lot of people when I say this. I just feel like I've seen enough from him. Like, he just doesn't outcoach anyone. Like, maybe the Cardinals game, he – I mean – the Cardinals were decimated. They were going to lose that game. Uh, against but is it out coaching all the time? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it, these guys are getting out executed a lot. And I know that falls back on the coach, obviously. I mean, he's yeah, the guy if, if you're getting out executed, then you're not getting – well, some, I guess sometimes it's it, it does fall on the player. You can't – obviously the coach doesn't coach Sam Darnold through an interception. But, uh, I mean, I just feel like other teams are – like other coaches are preparing their players better to see – or to expect what the Carolina Panthers are going to do. And like, it's just, just go back to like the third quarter. Like they don't make the adjustments. They don't, they don't respond to what other teams change. And um, Matt rule. I mean, first of all, with like uh, his uh, use of timeouts and clock management isn't good. Uh, I just, the, the signing of Cam Irving and Pat Elfline, the first, like his first free agent signings. And he thinks that he's going to coach these guys to be good offensive linemen. And they, I mean, they do what everybody expected them to do and just be dog shit on the offensive line. Like, I just – with all the Baylor additions and the Temple additions and um, just, like, bringing in players he's yeah, comfortable but look, with. Going to that, like, the Panthers don't have Robbie Anderson, Hassan Reddick right now without Matt Rule. They don't. Those guys do not come to Carolina without Matt Rule here. Like, well, you can say that the Robbie Anderson extension is not looking great right now. But does he have uh, but, a quarterback to throw to him? Like, come on. Like, seriously. Well, he had Teddy he Bridgewater had Teddy. can at least throw the ball. Sam Darnold can't throw the ball, and Cam Newton really can't throw the ball right now. Now, now you know all season Robbie Anderson's been struggling with drops. He has. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it's all him, but I, I mean, mean – Even when he does get the ball, he's been struggling to, to catch it. And I, I just think that – I I'm not saying it is a mistake, but I'm just saying it, it doesn't look great at this point. But, and no, and I um, see your side. I get it. I mean, the guy struck out twice at quarterback. And that's huge. Like that's three, ma- three times necessarily. That's that's make or break really for a coach is the QB position. Mm-hmm. And I think the problem was is Matt Rule gambled this offseason. And they they I think honestly, they knew that and as dumb as this sounds, that their offensive line wasn't gonna be that great this year. It was gonna be growing pains. I what I think they overshot is they didn't know how bad it was really gonna get. Yeah. And yeah, they, uh, they of course they're going to say in a press conference, well, we believe in Cam Irving and Fine, but who could they really have signed this offseason with the money they had over some of those guys? I mean, they did make some th- – those those guys were awful signings. I don't disagree with you, but there wasn't a whole hell of a lot out there. I mean, they could have brought back Russell Kuhn, who they had last year, 
Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe that would have been another, and maybe they could have brought. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. Trey Turner. Trey Turner was the other one. I was, that's the one I was thinking of to bring back. But like, I honest, I think they honestly were punting on offense line this year, which I don't agree with, mm-hmm. and they were going to go after it this year, which is crazy to me. And I, so again, I see, I see all your guys's points. I get it. I am one of the lone people that think Matt rule should get another year. And I understand that. I just think sometimes people get very impatient and I get it. I see you, we, we base it off all the other coaches in the NFL and Kevin Stefanski and Zach Taylor and some of these other new guys that have come in. And I just think, let's see it through year three. Let's see if this team makes the jump. Matt rule. His entire career was based off Temple and Baylor. Why not see it through for a third year? I just, I don't get why we wouldn't do that. So that's just kind of where I'm at with it. Do you think that they should hire a new offensive coordinator or stick with Jeff Nixon? I think adding a veteran offensive mind to that staff would be good. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I haven't looked at the list. I know I've, I've saw a few like Pep Hamilton and stuff like that come out yeah that'd be great um but i think that would be smart on matt rules part but again i don't know i don't know enough to say anything about jeff nixon because he's real he's honestly running joe brady's offense with his own decision making of the place like they they're not making you so i don't even this it's hard to say if this is really jeff nixon's offense like you Mm can't because we don't know and i feel like the way matt rule has done this in the past He's going to probably stick with Jeff Nixon. May I could be wrong on that. And then bring in other veteran coaches around him, yeah. whether that's positional wise or assistance to coach him up. But I, I don't think that's a bad, I think, I think that's a good idea. I think they need someone with NFL experience in there. I think Snow, Phil Snow is a good enough coach to come back. I think, um, defensively though it's just they're in a weird spot right now because i didn't expect them to be they really have regressed these past five weeks and i don't know if that's injuries with the cornerbacks and that's kind of affecting everything else with dante and stefano and jc horn out and that's but again it's like you you hate to say it but i I mean i was wrong we're going off on tangents here but i was wrong about jeremy chin you were right on that he needs to be in the box he had a, he's had a good year. Like he hasn't played terrible. Like he's still a good yeah. player. He, I think he's got like hundred tackles this season, but he, I feel like he had more of an impact and was more involved in plays when he was in the box. And I mean, that opens up, they're going to need safety help again too, then, or are they going to mm-hmm. rely on one of these rookies or do some changing around to address that spot if they do bring him back. But I think that would be smart. I think Jeremy Chin is a better player in the box and maybe they'll make that call this off season. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. And, and with all these needs uh, that the Carolina Panthers have just to uh, make people excited for next season, they have middle of the pack um, cap room next season. I think around 29 million. I think that'll they change have, though. I do. Yeah, it, it could be. Uh, and then they have, one pick in the top 100 in the draft. What I think they're going to do, they're going to restructure a shit ton and they're going to open up 40. They'll be at like, what are they at? 29 right now. I think they yeah, can get to like 40 that. million. 
I don't know how they do it. I'm not a cap guy. We need to bring in uh, <laughs> for the PNP guys to get us get yeah. us with the with the cap numbers. But I think there's a way they could get that. And then I, without a doubt, think they're trading down in the draft. I think you have yeah. to, like you have to, like they what they have a first pick and then a fourth run. Is that it? They don't have a second mm-hmm. or third. Yep. So you think they got to trade down? They, I mean, there's and Fitter is a master at that. Like, I'm not worried about that. It's just who are they going to get and where? And I think the and who's going to want to trade up if there's no like perennial? I think they'll be able to work something out. There's always someone who wants to trade up. I don't know. This draft is well, it is whack it, though. People, it is whack. People normally spend a lot of picks trading up to get a quarterback in the first round and there just really isn't that that kind of quarterback in this year's draft to where yeah, you want to trade into the top positions. 10. I mean, there's, huh? you can trade for, I like, there's been trade-ups for wideouts and, you know, premier tight ends and stuff like that. I think, I think there, I think, I think there will be a team that they'll be able to find an offer. Yeah. I just think usually the, if, if you're, the type of trade down scenario that Carolina needs is when people try to trade up for a quarterback, like, when the 49ers traded up to three to get Trey Lance last year, mm-hmm. um, obviously they gave up a lot of picks. Like that's the kind of of trade down scenario that Carolina needs. And I just don't see a team trading multiple picks away to trade up and get a tight end or a wide receiver. Um, I it just I mean it, it could happen I guess, but I just yeah. I just find it hard to see a a, a really great deal uh, happening for Carolina. But I think they'll take whatever they can get. So, well, yeah, I mean. And any guy that's going to do it, Fitter is the guy to do it. I mean, no one trades down more than that guy in the entire NFL in one draft. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, let's let's get to COVID nineteen because that's that was another talker, and really has has been a it's it surged it's been surging across the country. It's a big problem right now with the Omicron variant. The Panthers, the latest team dealing with it right now, they currently have eleven guys on the list. Defensively, they got seven: Hassan Reddick, Burns, Haynes, Hoskins, Thompson, and Melvin. Offensively, they got Walker and Tecklenburg. There's a couple other guys I couldn't find the all of them, but that is where they're at with COVID, which is not good. The only the only promising sign out of all this is the young guys get to play, which is going to be nice to see. I mean, their season's over; they're out of the playoffs. What's who are you? I mean, I we we both don't have a lot of high hopes for the rest of the season, but are you alarmed by this at all? What are your, what are your thoughts on the COVID issues? No, I, I really don't care at all. I don't I don't care who plays. Um, I mean, the best thing Carolina can do for themselves right now is lose, honestly. So, um, to help with their draft stock and help with their trade down scenarios. So, I I'm fine with whoever playing, and you know, um. Maybe it's best that Cam Newton's not behind that offensive line because they're getting even worse. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see, I guess. Um, but yeah, I'm, I, it doesn't really bother me at all. Who's you know who's in, who's out? I'd like to see, uh, of course, the younger guys play though, like Terrace Marshall and Shai Smith. Give them more time and targets. And um, I love Tommy Tremble. I think he's going to be a legit tight end in the league um, for a long time for Carolina. So um, get him some more targets and. Uh, God, do not give Chuba more carries, though. I don't want to see that man touch the ball. But, um, but yeah, I think I think it. You know, so you've given up on Chuba already. I I don't like him. I have I (laughs) I haven't liked him. I he's he literally 
has no vision. If, if he gets touched, he's tripping and stumbling. He fumbles the snaps and fumbles too much. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just not a good running back. Like He's really not a good running back at all. And he, he doesn't have elite speed. He's not going to break away from anybody and score a 50, 60-yard touchdown run. Like, I, I just think that there's – like, people get these gems in the draft and even undrafted like James Robinson and um, other running backs like that, Philip Lindsay. Like, there's better options out there. Uh, I just think that Chuba is not a very good player. Yeah, I, I'm not giving him up on him yet. I think he could – he, he, there is a lot of things he needs to clean up and you've mentioned all of them, but um, I just think he's, he's making rookie mistakes right now. And I'm sure in year two, he'll be hopefully better. And maybe he won't trip when he's just walking. Cause I feel like that guy falls. A lot. He's always stumbling. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know if it's just, he runs, he's running almost like forward. It's I mean, not forward, but like almost, I don't know. It's weird. He's, he does stumble a lot. So, but going back to the COVID stuff, it looks like Burns Thompson and Haynes with the new rules could play on Sunday if they test negative after that five day window, which I think is Saturday. So just look out for that. But there's a lot of guys right now that Carolina has on that list. And that kind of leads into this game this weekend. They're playing the Saints. They beat them in week two, 26 to seven. That game, thankfully, is pushed to 425 because it might be tough for them to get a whole roster together before then. It looks like Pat Elfline and Dennis Daly were activated from the COVID list today. So I'm assuming Elfline will play center. Hopefully, Christensen's left tackle. I'm sure Daly will be thrown back in the mix, which I don't – I think he's terrible. Yeah, he's, not, he's not a good guard or left tackle. But who knows? So hopefully we get some of these young guys playing. I'd like to see Deontay Brown out there. Yeah, I was just going to say, he hasn't – he has not started, right, a game no. yet? Mm-mm. This could be the week. We'll see. I mean, yeah, with Daly – out there. I mean, say. like – Christensen's played well at left tackle, uh, put Deontay Brown out there. I mean, that might be two less positions that you have to address high in the draft or whatever that you, like you have answers on your roster. So just see, like, I don't think that like if Christensen plays well throughout the end of the season, like just even like games like he had last week, I don't think that they need to draft a left tackle with their first overall pick or whatever, maybe later in the draft, take a, a flyer on somebody. But like, I think Christensen could be the left tackle next season if he, you know, continues to progress, mm-hmm. but why not, why not t- try Deontay Brown at right guard and see if that's your answer at right guard, because you need a right guard. That's p- probably the worst spot on the offensive line right now. John Miller is awful. I don't understand why he keeps starting, but uh, like put Deontay Brown out there. He literally can't be worse than John Miller is. So put him out there and see what happens. Like the only way that Matt Rule lets these rookie offensive linemen play and start is when he absolutely has no other choice. And that's, it's so infuriating and I don't understand it. I don't, this man cannot evaluate offensive line talent. I, he can't. And well, if they end up being good, then he knows how to evaluate offensive line talent because a lot of people hated some of these signings, but we'll see. It's, it's Christensen has showed some promise. And hopefully, I just hope that guy starts the rest of the year. I just want to yeah. see him play more. The guy deserves a chance at least. Um, at corner, though, I mean, this we talked about this all year. This was a position of depth and strength. 
they are literally down to this weekend. This is with COVID and injuries. C.J. Henderson, Keith Taylor, Stanley Thomas Oliver, and Madre Harper, who's on the practice squad. Yeah, <laughs> Those terrible. are the four healthy corners right now. And Stephon Gilmore is out again. And he, I think he re-injured his damn his growing. I don't know if it's the same one. Wasn't he out with a growing injury earlier this year? Yeah, and they said that he might be done for the season. So, um, yeah, it's – oh, my God. Like, even if Ian Book is starting for the Saints, Ian Book might be able to – even Ian Book might be able to torch these corners. So, uh, Henderson we'll, looked we'll all right, though, last – what did you think of him? I thought he played decent last game. Yeah, I thought he played played better um, than he did previously. Nah, I shouldn't say decent, serviceable, I guess. Yeah. Would be the better word. But he, um, he popped on some of the run plays, I thought, like tackling um, the running backs. But – uh, but yeah, I thought he played decent. Um, I think I don't know. He's he's got some room to grow, especially for a first oh, round yeah. pick in the top ten. Like, um, I could see why the Jaguars were like, yeah, we'll we'll trade him for a tight end and a pick. Like, we just we just don't think he's a good fit. So, um, he's definitely got some work to put in. But he's he's shown I think flashes and the ability to be a good corner, a good starting corner. So, I, yeah, I th- they I think got him for two more years. I mean, the guy's young. Yeah. He's on a second deal of his second year of his rookie deal like mm-hmm. I don't have an issue with that and yeah. the way Carolina's utilizes utilized tight ends this year they went to look Dan, Dan Arnold's way anyway yeah. so but that's another thing I'm curious to see I mean if it's Jeff Nixon next year or someone else how they're going to use Tremble because I think he could be a really good tight end like a yeah high-end catching tight end too not just a blocker so He's I'm elite. curious. I, I really think that he can be an elite tight end in the league. He has every trait. Um, like, obviously he's not there yet, but he just reminds me of like a George Kittle. Like he just, it's like he he's an like he pancakes people. I feel like he's catching everything that's thrown to him too. Yeah, he, like bad, good pass, bad pass. It feels like he's always catching them. Yep. So he's you know he's pancaking people. He's getting open. He's catching. He's yards after the catch. Like he's he's a good tight end. Like use him. Looking at the Saints game, just a couple of pointers. They're fighting still for a wild card spot. I don't know how the hell they're behind, but they're still kind of in the mix. Marcus Williams went down, so he's hurt right now for them. Or I think he's on the COVID list, one of those. But he's out for – and I don't know if he'll be in there for the game. But they did get Simeon back, and they got Taysom Hill back from the COVID list. So I'm sure one of those guys is going to be starting Sunday, I would think. I don't think it's going to be Book. Yeah, I'd like yeah. to see Ian Buck. But... <laughs> I I assume it's going to be Taysom Hill because that's who they were running with before the COVID stuff. But um, you know, and I think if it is Taysom Hill, that this defense is going to struggle to contain him because they struggle with quarterbacks that can get outside of the pocket. Like they let Tom Brady get a fucking twelve yard run on him. Like I know they, Tom Brady had more rushing yards than Chuba and Amir Abdullah combined last game. That's how that's how sad this team is right now. But. Um, I think that Taysom Hill could give, unfortunately, give the defense problems. He's not a good quarterback, but the defense, they're down on corners. Even with when they were healthy on corners, the corners weren't playing like – like they were giving up yards. And mm-hmm. um, I think that, you know, Taysom Hill might be able to have a – Yeah, I wonder if Gilmore was hurt this past game, like even going into the game because he was – I mean, he, he was, was letting Antonio up. Brown, yeah. He yeah. was playing way off coverage. Yep. I mean, Antonio Brown would just run an out route and he was, you know, getting 10, 15 years. And Tom Brady will take that all day. I mean, yeah. so I thought that was, and maybe that's was something. So, I mean, 
best case scenario, he comes back on a cheap deal. I mean, seriously, yeah. that would be nice. Well, they also, Saints, they got back Kawan Alexander and Malcolm Jenkins, which sucks because those guys are great. They came what about back. Demario Davis? Do you know if they got Demario Davis back? Um, I don't know if I saw that or not, but I know those two guys are off the COVID list. I can look here quick just to see. Not seeing anything just on the. Oh, yeah, he was taken off. He was taken off the list, too, it looks like, according to mm-hmm. Saints.com. So don't expect much from his Panthers offense because the Saints defense is, is very good when they're healthy. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, they shut Tom down. Uh, what, yeah. what was it? They shut Zero. him out. Yeah, they shut Zero. him Zero, yeah. So. But Saints, they're dealing with COVID stuff, too. They got 11 guys on the COVID list. So both teams are doing – I mean – we could be talking about a Monday or Tuesday night game here <laughs> if yeah. things keep progressing. I mean, I shouldn't laugh. It's a, it's bad. I mean, the, the shit's bad, but yeah, it's, it's crazy. The, the whole entire sports world just, it's ridiculous. I mean, I feel bad without not mentioning NC state getting screwed. I mean, that oh, is yeah. some shitty Four stuff. hours before kickoff, they'd cancel the game. And they canceled the college crazy. world series on them. Like, yeah, this team is. I mean, I, I don't know if I'd want to be an athlete for this school. Anymore. They have yeah. such bad luck, man. It's so shitty. Well, let's get to a prediction. I know there it's doom and gloom right now, but I'll start and I'll give you some time to think. I think I think Saints are fighting for something still, so they're not. I mean, they're going to be balls to the wall in this game. It's in New Orleans. It's New Year's. I mean, maybe they come in hungover. Maybe that's Carolina's best chance to win this game. <laughs> no, I think New Orleans takes takes care of business. I'll go 24-17 Saints. And mm. Carolina loses what? Is it their sixth or seventh in a row? Yeah, something like that. Uh, I don't think the Panthers put up that much points uh, against this defense, especially if they're getting all their players back that uh, were uncovered last week. Um, like we just mentioned, this is a defense that held Tom Brady to zero points. Um, that's been playing great, like a top 10 defense in the league. Um, you can't run on them. You haven't been able to pass on them as of late. I think that they're really going to stifle Sam Darnold, and he'll probably throw a couple picks. And God Cam forbid will come in. And... Yeah, we'll be running the two QB system <laughs> again. But I think that the Saints win uh, like 21 to three, something, something low like that, 21 seven maybe. I think that the Panthers don't score very many points at all. All right, let's end on this. This is hypotheticals, which I'm not a big fan of, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Panthers lose these last two games. Let's say, I mean, I, the Bucs could almost be fighting for something at the end too. So yeah. Carolina loses the last two games, and at least one of the games is a blowout. Does Matt Rule get fired, or does David Tepper stick with him? No, I think I think we have Matt Rule for one more year, regardless of what happens these last two games. I think that um, if they were going to fire Matt Rule, they would have already done it by now. And I think that you know what Matt Rule said, where he was he talked with Tepper and he's supportive. And um, I I just I just think that Matt Rule's here for one more year at a minimum, and we'll see how next season goes. I think you know if he starts off bad next season, like they're going like one and five or something crazy like that, then he might not make it through mm-hmm. the full season next year. But I think that we have Matt rule like it or not for one more year, unfortunately for Carolina Panther fans. 
Yeah, I'm not writing it off yet. I think I think a lot can happen, and not no one has heard from Tepper. We might have heard what Matt Rule's perception of what Tepper has been to him, but I mean, Mike Florio even said today, no one has any idea. Like Rule uh, Tepper has not talked, so no one knows. And it's kind of weird because that guy, he has been really hush hush. And he usually by now has some surprise press conference at a Christmas tree lighting or some random event. So I've been, I'm kind of shocked he hasn't come out, but maybe that's on purpose. I don't know. So I think it's yet to be seen. I, th- I everyone knows, I think rules should, should get that one more season, but we'll see. I think a lot can happen these next couple of weeks and we'll find out. And I mean, I don't think it's going to happen now before the end of the season. I think if it's going to happen, it's going to happen after the last week which it is what it is, but we'll find out. Hopefully uh, we see rule again. <laughs> Not many people agree with me on that. No. <laughs> Let's get to our draft picks of the week. I don't know if you're even drinking, but I'll, are you drinking? No, I'm not leaving the house. I'm trying to quarantine as much as possible. My wife has COVID, so I don't, but I'm trying to not be out in public just in case, you know, I develop it or whatever and um, or bring anything else back home. So I'm just not trying to go to the store. So I am not drinking right now. My wife bought this at Total Wine and More. I mean, it's a it is a really cool can. It looks like a watermelon. This is 1911. Minty Melon Madness to Lose Your Rind. I don't know if that's Ooh. what the beer, maybe that's the slogan of the beer. The, the, <laughs> or it's a cider, I'm sorry. It's a watermelon mint premium small batch hard cider. It is weird. I've, I've gone through a whole can, or almost a whole can through this episode. But I didn't like it at first, and then after a couple sips, it was all right. It's weird. The mint throws throws you off a little bit. 6.9% alcohol, gluten-free. It's made from 100% fresh cider tree into a can. That's what it says. So it's all right. I mean, I'm sure there are people out there that would like this. This is from Beak and Skiff Apple Orchards, and that is in New York. So there you mm. go. It's a cool can. It's uh, Again, it looks like a watermelon, 16-ounce. If you find it in a local store, go give it a try. Again, 1911 Watermelon Mint Hard Cider. We just want to thank everyone for listening to Panthers on Tap podcast. You can catch all of our episodes every Thursday wherever you listen to your podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter at Panthers on Tap for all your analysis and breaking news. And as always, 